Welcome to a special edition of Design Your Destiny. I wanted to go back into the archives of my Facebook group and pull out one of the shows that I did for people in the group. And this week, we are talking about values because you live your values in every single decision that you make. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hello everyone. Happy Wednesday. Today we're going to be diving into values and triggers. So many times we do not realize that it's our values that can pose a trigger for us. Before we dive in, if you're new to me, my name's Penny Chason. I'm a retired nurse anesthetist and a board certified hypnotist, and I specialize in helping high level entrepreneurs and the highly successful to embody an identity that is aligned and elevated with their true desires so that just life can be so much better. It can be so fulfilling. It can be so empowering that everything that you've created in your life, whether it's a six figure business or a multi eight, nine figure business, that everything that you've created is worth it. Let's talk a little bit about values. We often have an awareness of what it is that our values are. And for many people, we don't, we know that something is important to us, but we never really stop to think what the value actually is. And when we really sit and take a look at our values, it is our top three to top five values that will subconsciously drive our decisions. Okay, I'm going to say that again. It is the top three to five values that will subconsciously drive our decisions. Now, one of the things that can create a lot of triggers for us is that we decide that something is going to be a value and we don't recognize the meaning and the stories that we have around that value. And then because we're embracing that value, it can create a lot of resistance. It can create a lot of tension for us. And we find ourselves getting in situations where we get frustrated. We might end up overcommitting. We may end up pushing back and setting boundaries around things. And then later we're like, why did I do that? That was really important to me. The first thing I want you to consider is are your values? Are your values your values? Or are you prioritizing a value that someone else has told you this needs to be a value. One of the biggest things that I see come up for people is that there are values within a family. There are values within a collective. And we've been domesticated, indoctrinated. We've been taught that this is something that we should value. We have to value family. Now, what does valuing family look like to you? For you, valuing family can look like one thing, right? For you, valuing family might look like being present for holidays, right? It might look like sending special messages on birthdays, 
holidays. For someone else in your family, valuing family may look like taking care of other family members to the expense of their own mental and emotional health, right? It might mean to them, valuing family might mean sacrificing your own happiness, your own dreams and desires to take care of others. Whereas for you, that value around family might be, okay, I'm here to support Tell me how I can support, but I can't. I'm not willing to sacrifice what it is that I'm creating. And there's a fine line there between being selfish and how we define what it looks like to be supportive of family. And this can create a lot of triggers between family members. It can create conflict between yourself where you can say, what, is there something wrong with me that... I don't value family in the same way that another person does. Another example of values and how they can create triggers and conflict, and this is huge in entrepreneurs, I see it with people who've not yet hit mid to high multi-six, mostly. But there are times where I also see it in people who have hit mid to high multi-six and they really want to break multi-seven, but they're hitting a lot of static to get there. And that value is freedom, right? So when we look at the value of freedom, we have to look at the stories we have around what we think, feel, and believe that freedom means. So we really have to look at how do we define freedom? What does that mean to us? Because if you look at really highly successful people, if you look at entrepreneurs that we see it online all the time, people talk about they've designed their business and they've grown their business to the point that they work anywhere from four to 15 hours a week and they're making all this money and they have all of this freedom to do things. And we see that and yes, that's what we want, but what does it take to get there? And For some of us, freedom, we think, might look like being able to get up whatever time we want to. If we want to work at 10 o'clock in the morning, we work at 10 o'clock in the morning. If we want to work at three in the evening, we can work at three in the evening. And sure, we can do those things, but there still has to be structure. And for some people, a value of freedom means that there's no structure. And without some degree of structure and some degree of intentionality, your value of freedom, if that is your number one value, that value of freedom is going to bump up against everything that you're trying to create. If you're looking to create a really successful business, that value of freedom, we have to redefine what that means. And we have to redefine it in a way that it brings together our value of creating something that is sustainable and supports us in that value of freedom. So what does that look like? For example, at this point in the juncture of where I am in my journey, I have freedom, but I have structure. There are certain places where I put my attention every single day. So freedom doesn't mean lack of structure. It doesn't mean a lack of intentionality. As a matter of fact, it is focused 
intentionality within a structure that actually gives us freedom. So what are the definitions that you have around freedom if freedom is a top value of yours? You have to look at those. That might be where your triggers are coming from. That might be where you're bumping up against resistance, where you're having frustrations, where you're moving through your schedule and like you're procrastinating, right? Procrastination isn't always about fear. Sometimes it's about values, right? So when we get into these things where we pigeonhole ourselves and say, oh, I'm procrastinating, there must be something I'm afraid of. Maybe what you're afraid of is losing, you're afraid of losing your freedom. And this actually came up in a conversation with someone that I had recently that is wanting to, yeah, Karen, that, you know, is wanting to break seven figures. They've been very comfortable at mid multi six for a while. And they recognize that for a very short period of time, there's going to have to be an increase in intentional action. And they've been in the place of burnout before. This is where the past comes into play. They've experienced burnout before. They've had the overcommitment. They've been stuck in the doing, doing, constantly having to go. So there is fear there of going back to that place. But when you look at it from the perspective that I can have intentional focused action and create this growth, you can shift that around freedom. Another place that you can hit triggers and not be aware of it is around wealth. So not everyone in this group wants to be a millionaire and that's okay. I'm not asking you to be a millionaire. With that mindset that people who've achieved a level of success that is multi-seven, multi-eight figures, it would benefit all of us because there are certain aspects because it will help us to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish in life. And when it's coupled with being the person who we really want to be, we can have a fulfilling life. I know people who are extremely fulfilled and they've probably never even left Neshoba County, Mississippi. They do well, they're quite comfortable, but they're also fulfilled. They're not caught up in needing to prove more, to do more, but this is around wealth, right? What are your feelings around wealth? Is wealth even a value for you? If you have any issues around money, maybe maybe you don't like the word wealth, okay? Maybe it's prosperity. Maybe it's financial abundance. Maybe your value is financial security, but I don't like the word financial security because that is a word that is based off of fear, it ties back to, well, if I don't have these finances, then I'm in danger. Financial security. <laughs> Get rid of that word. Get rid of that word. Financial abundance. So whatever the word is for you. What are the past experiences, the past stories that could be creating triggers for you? Because if you want wealth, but every time you get ready to sell in your business, or when you get ready to expand your business, when you get ready to do something that is going to create more influx of finances or cash flow into your life, if for some reason you're pushing back against that, maybe there's something around your value there. Maybe this is something that you really value, but your family 
that's not a value for them. Maybe you heard stories growing up around how your family felt about people who had money. Maybe you were around people in school growing up that made comments about what it meant to have plenty of money. Maybe you weren't that wealthy growing up as a kid. Maybe your family was doing okay, but there were really wealthy kids. And maybe you had an experience with one of them that really frustrated you, made you not feel good. And that one little imprint in your mind, maybe you said in that moment, oh, I don't care if I don't ever have money because I don't want to act like that. Now, you and I as adults know that money does not dictate how we behave, right? All money does is amplify who we are, whether we're out there doing good for people or we're maybe not that compassionate, kind person. Money just amplifies what we do. But there could just be some little emotional nugget under there somewhere that when it comes to our value of financial abundance, our value of prosperity, our value of wealth, we are hitting a trigger there. So when you look at what it is that you're doing and where it is that you want to go and you're bumping up against procrastination, you're bumping up against resistance, you just can't, you know what you need to do, but for whatever reason, you're just not getting out of your own way. I really encourage you to take a deep dive into and look at your values, not just from a conscious perspective, but you have to look at your values from a subconscious perspective, right? You have to look at your values from a subconscious perspective because it's the values that your subconscious mind puts the most importance on that are going to drive those decisions. And if you're looking to create independence, if you're looking to create wealth in your life, if you're looking to create prosperity, whatever that looks like for you, you get to define what it looks like. If those values aren't in your top three to top five, you're most likely not going to get it. You're most likely not going to get it. And it's because your brain subconsciously, you are going to choose off of those other values. Now, here's the good thing. You get to choose what your primary values are. If you recognize that some of your values, is, you know what, this isn't even in my value. This isn't my value. This is what my family told me I should value, or this is what my business coach told me I should value, or this is what my minister or rabbi told me I should value. Take a look at that and you know, see where it fits in with who you are as a person, you may already have a value that is on the spectrum of this other value. It's just, it's a value that has a different meaning for you. It's the stories that we tell ourselves around values. It's the meaning that we put on values. It's our past experiences that can create this frustration and this irritation. So sometimes when I'm working with clients, and we're doing the identity work, and we're doing the change, and we're getting the shifts that they came in for. If they find that they're still bumping up against something, it's at that point that we will dive into values, because maybe they're clinging to a value that isn't there. Usually, 
the values will take care of themselves with the other subconscious identity work. But sometimes we have to explore that and we will uncover that there is meaning that we put on a value. There's a story around a value or value isn't even ours because sometimes because we go through life seeking external validation, we need to know that we fit into the collective. One of the things that I want to share with you is that you can change these values. These things can shift and move, especially our stories around the values. This is part of what I bring into Thrive the Mastermind. Thrive the Mastermind is a you strategy mastermind where you can step into being fearlessly authentic, cultivate that deep inner connection to yourself so that you can thrive to seven figures without fear, doubt, and overwhelm. If this is something that feels aligned to you, head right over to www.pennychason.com forward slash thrive hyphen apply. And when you go there, you fill out that application. If you apply and you are accepted before the end of the month, this is June 2023. If you apply before the end of the month, I have some special bonuses that you are going to qualify for valued at over $15,000. So you want to be sure to check that out. We need that we're, to know that we're going to be accepted to feel worthy enough and lovable enough. We can take on these values and subconsciously our mind puts importance on that value because it perceives, oh, this is what I need to value if I want to be accepted by the people around me. So I hope that you really enjoyed this conversation around values. Let's take a look here at a couple of the comments. Did you read my journal entry this morning? Yeah. So, you know, for some people, it truly may not be a desire of ours to be wealthy. What I would encourage you to look at is how do I define wealth? For some people, defining wealth might be that you have what you need in life to feel wealthy. You have the relationships. You have more than enough financial abundance coming in, but you're not like have so much cash flow coming in that you're sending tens of thousands of dollars out a month to charities and grants and foundations and things like that. We may not all have that in our cards to have that level of wealth. It, our abundance may come in another form so that it supports us in serving and giving in the way that we do. I think one of the things to look at, and this is coming from the pillar of expand, coming from a spiritual perspective, when you're looking at wealth, is wealth about ego? Or is it something that you're really, your soul is calling you to have so you can really have this greater impact? And I hesitate to even say that out loud because we truly can create anything that we want in this world. But I want you to be sure to not take that and say, if wealth isn't coming to me, it must not be my soul meant to be. I can't tell you that. We have to get into silence. We have to spend time in silence. We have to ask our soul, okay, what is it I'm here to do? Because here's the thing. 
If you're out there serving, if you're out there creating and you're doing it in a way that leverages what you offer and you're positioning it properly, that will come. So that's one way that one way that you have to look at it. And is there a story underneath the surface about what it's going to mean about you as a person if you become wealthy? So it's just one of those things that you really have to sit. And when I get silent, I just don't even look at what it is that my soul desires. I look, what does my business want? What serves my business helps me to serve the people that I'm here to serve. So I will just add this. I'm cautious with the words that I use to talk about wealth. Because for me personally, I'm not a hugely materialistic person. I live on a small farm in rural Mississippi. I know what I desire to have into my life in terms of what I call financially abundant for me and my husband and what it is that we're doing. However, there are a handful of things that I would really love to see change. And I would like to be able to facilitate those changes. To facilitate those changes requires cash flow and it requires a lot of it. It would require more cash flow for those things than what it would take for me to be extremely comfortable, to be extremely comfortable and to make sure my family is comfortable. So when I come in and I do what I do every day, I don't just think about what it is that I desire for me, but I think about the legacy that I want to leave and the lives that I want to impact through that legacy that actually don't necessarily directly come back to me. There's something else that, that I've set up. And that's one of the things that kind of helps me to stay focused. Now, that's our own work. We each have to do our own internal work there to discover our why, to discover what it is that, that we really want and to do a check-in. And as you say, is this coming from my soul or is this coming from ego? Because if it's coming from ego, it's going to be a lot of yeah, push and a pull and it's not going to feel as good. It's not going to feel as easy, right? There's not going to be as much ease around the creation of it if it's for ego and it's not your soul's purpose. Have a beautiful week and I will see you next week.